I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show, and my guest today from Pro Football Network is Matt Valdenavos. Matt, how are you? Uh, quickly, did I butcher you? Uh, did I butcher you there at the end? Just a little bit. It's Valdivinos. Valdivinos. I went to Valdenavos. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that. I, no worries. I, I, no worries. I was taking a risk. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited. I'm, I can't believe it's barely the time that it is. I'm really, I've been awake all morning. I just, I'm so excited. I'm just like buzzing with anticipation. We'll, uh, we'll get to these mock drafts. We're going to compare and, and contrast today, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, once out, I mean, Tim Tebow, to play tight end today is crazy. It's it is the craziest draft day I've ever seen so far, and it's not even the draft yet. That's right. That's right. Uh, what what would you be willing to package together if you're Washington to get Aaron Rodgers? Let's say you can do it. Uh, 19, or are you not interested? No, I'm. I mean, I'm very interested. I'm very motivated to get that done. Um, Nineteen fifty one. Either of the thirds. Uh, next year's first, next year's second, probably another third or another first or second, uh, and maybe even a player if that's what they really, really want. I think Aaron Rodgers is the pinnacle of NFL quarterback play. I think you're a genuine Super Bowl contender starting tomorrow. As soon as you, as soon as Aaron Rodgers is officially your quarterback, you are a genuine Super Bowl contender. You, I go into the year thinking it's Super Bowl or bust. Um, so, I mean, I'm paying whatever I have to pay because ultimately that's what you're trying to do, right? The end goal is to go win a Super Bowl. Anybody on the team except for Chase Young and probably McLaurin, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I don't see it happening, but, boy, you know what it will mean is that that Jordan Love pick was just disastrous because that's why we're here, right? I mean, other than bad drafting, that Jordan Love pick is why we're here, I have to imagine. Yeah, I think my only understanding is that maybe the team – the Packers viewed or knew this may be coming and that's why they made the Jordan love pick. So I do think that it could have been maybe vice versa. This is what caused the Jordan love pick. And now we're here because they anticipated to be here eventually. Um, we won't know for sure, but I think either way they're, they're happy that they have him right now. If it means, you know, if Aaron Rodgers just doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's get to this draft here. We'll start with Jacksonville one. I think we both have Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, best quarterback prospect in a decade, pretty easy. Or Meyer's going to go get his guy. That gets us to the Jets at two. I'm assuming we both have Wilson. Zach Wilson, yep. Uh, Joe Douglas does identified. It, does it surprise you we have had no conversation about Wilson for two months now? We just assumed it's him now. I got to tell you, that surprises me a little bit. Not, not that he's that they like him at two, but that there's just we haven't had any conversation about why he's two. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, personally, like I knew my quarterback rankings uh, a couple months ago, very early into 2021. And so I could imagine that the Jets, when they were at two, they kind of put everything together and said, you know what, this is the guy I think we're really, really going to target. And everyone kind of just heard that they weren't real secretive about it. So we were all just kind of like, okay, I guess, I guess Wilson's the pick now. And I apologize if you can hear that. Um, but with Wilson, it's just, they identified him early. They really, really want to go, you know, they want to bring him into this San Francisco-esque offense that Robert Sala is going to implement uh, and, and roll with him moving forward. 
Uh, I have Jones at third. What say you? I think it's going to be Lance uh, based on everything. He's also recently become the uh, favorite to go third. I think it could be either or. I still think Justin Fields has an off chance to be the selection as well. But I just I've expected it to be Lance for a little over a month now. Uh, I'm just going to continue moving with that. My gut hasn't really wavered. Um, Yeah, we're getting all this information and it very well could be any of these guys. I just think it's going to be Lance personally. So if that's the case, then I would suggest that Jones tumbles. I agree. I think he could fall pretty like a far lot. down. Yeah, right. I think he could Absolutely. fall all the way down into that late first, potentially. Um, I think he could go 15. I think he could go to the Broncos wherever. I even think if he was there and Washington didn't move up at 19, they would consider him. I think Chicago would consider him. Pittsburgh at 24, right? So I think there's definitely potential spots. Um, but I think I'm almost positive if he's not going three, he's not going top 10. Yeah, because really that's the only Jones buzz there's been, right? Is San Francisco yep. at three. Because a team like uh the 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 Panthers, right? I mean, is Jones appreciably better than than Darnold? I, I would say yeah. probably not. Is he appreciably better than Drew Locke? I, I don't know that I know that. I don't think sure. not enough to warrant a top ten selection. That's right. And so to your point, I mean, where where is it? Is it New England at 15? Exactly. And that's also my kind of that also weighs a little bit into my decision not to elect Jones at three, because I just don't see if we are all talking about, oh, where is Mac Jones going to go if the 49ers don't take him at three? Why would they have spent multiple three, three first round picks to go up to three and take him? Right. That just doesn't seem like logical dealing. Now, you can make the case, oh, it's to go get their guy. But for me, if we're all talking about, oh, where would Lance even go anyways if they don't take him, I think that does kind of push into the idea that maybe they wouldn't have moved up to three to go get Matt Jones. Yeah, it's it'll be fascinating. Definitely. That's when the draft starts is when San Francisco's on the clock. I agree. And, and I don't think we I don't think the majority of people felt that way until like yesterday. Pretty recently, yep. Yeah. All right. At, at four, I have pits. I assume you do as well. Yeah, I think they'll take Trey Lance if he's there. Um, but because I have San Francisco taking Lance, I do expect Pitts to be the pick. Uh, I also want to say, make sure you watch out. This could be a spot that Miami moves up from six to four because they really, really love Kyle Pitts too. So that's just something to keep an eye on. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Um, they're going to have, a, other than six though, I'd suggest they have a hard time finding a trade partner, which is why they end up sitting there with Pitts. Right? I agree. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to move up uh, to four for a quarterback. Um, just because I think that, Teams realize that Jones and Fields will probably start to fall out of the top 10 a little bit into that. Well, not out of the top 10, but will fall down the top 10 into that seven, eight, nine range. So I do think that if Lance is going three pits, Cincinnati, Miami are all going to be that trio of picks and they're going to make it. Um, so yeah, I have pits going four. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati, I have Jamar Chase. I do as well. I think it's a lock now. Um, I, I feel too. as comfortable with this pick as I do with the Lawrence and Wilson picks. Uh, the brass, the Cincinnati coaching staff views him very highly. They view him as a generational level talent of Julio. And, and so, so yeah, exactly. And you get that college teammate. They think that in Zach Taylor's offense, they have to, they're going to have to put up points, right? Because the defense isn't great. So they decide that they want to go get Jamar Chase and round out that unit. And the, um, and do you agree with this? It, also, part of that is that the tackle is deep enough that they can get it in the second round. Value better at the receiver that high than the tackler? No, you don't agree. I don't think so. Um, I think, A, Penny's just the best prospect 
overall of the tackles and receivers of either class um, pretty comfortably for me. Um, I don't love the idea of Chase F5 anyways. And on top of that, I also think that it's a very, very good wide receiver class. Um, I think you get a guy like maybe a Terrace Marshall with the Bengals second round pick. I think you can get a guy like a Kadarius Tony or Rondell Moore who don't necessarily do the exact same things that Chase or Marshall do, but are still electric playmakers and who would I think would still fit well in that offense. Uh, so in my opinion, pairing Penny Sewell and any receiver you can get in the top of the second round is, is better value than Chase and any offensive tackle. Uh, Cincinnati just doesn't view it that way. Interesting if they are listening to Burroughs' opinion on decisions like that, even just a little bit, when it sounds like they are premier quarterbacks that have been in the league for a long time complaining that they're not getting that same treatment. So I think that's interesting. Uh, okay, at uh, seven, Miami, I've got Waddle there. Um, I think I, I thought – so I have Smith in my mock, but over the past 24 hours, it's starting to sound like it, it might be Waddle. Um, I also think they are a potential spot to trade back. I do think that mm -hmm. their win teams looking up for a quarterback, that's when the clock kind of starts. Right. And so if quarterbacks don't go top four, but I do think that it'll probably be Waddle at this point. I know they really, really like Pitts. So if Atlanta goes quarterback, I feel confident that this pick will be Pitts, um, but they'll be also be looking to trade back. So if the if the pick is not pits at four, you think they that Cincinnati still takes Chase? I think that's a lock. Pitts. I think that's a lock regardless. Okay. I don't think there's. I don't. I think they would take Chase if they had the number one pick. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Uh, that gets us to Detroit, where I have Penny Sewell penciled in. Um, yeah, this one's tricky. I think this is also a prime candidate for trading. Um, I think they could take Jalen Waddle if he's here. Um, Penny Sewell would make sense as well. Uh, I also know that they really, really like Micah Parsons um, here because I had Devontae Smith going six at um, Philadelphia. I actually had Washington trading up to here, and I think this is really, really possible too. I also think yeah. Washington might move up to eight or New England. Um, but in my mock, I had Washington moving up here for fields. But there's a yeah. number of routes that can go here. I, I did some broad stroke trades here just on what ifs, only for, for us really. But uh, I think Washington, I had them at eight as a candidate. Yeah, I, exactly. I think uh, seven, eight, nine, I think are all possibilities Washington could trade up to. Okay. Yep. I have, um, I have, if not fields at eight with Carolina, I have them taking Slater. Um, Denver or, or Carolina? No, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. I would agree. I think, yeah, I think Rayshon Slater is a picker. I think uh, Penny Sewell is here. He's the picker. Um, they also really, really like JC Horn uh, is the other guy. Um, all three of them are, are in contention to go here. They want tackle or cornerback help um, if they can't find a trade partner. Okay. That gets us to uh, nine at Denver. On my mock, Trey Lance is still available, so that's the pick there, whether Denver makes it or not. Mm -hmm. they, I think they would take Trey Lance for sure. Um, I, it sounds like they're not so enamored with uh, Justin Fields. Uh, if Slater's on the board, I expect him to be the pick. If not, I expect them to trade back. Um, they also really, really like what – so Slater's their top guy, right? That's their top target. They don't expect Sewell to be there. Um, don't expect them to go cornerback. I think they, they, they're looking to trade back. They also love Najee Harris is someone that I've heard a lot, which is kind of perplexing to me because Melvin Gordon's there, but that's just the guy that that staff really loves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that gets us to 10 with Dallas. I have Patrick Sertain. I also have Patrick Sertain. Uh, this is another one feels – pretty locked in, fits what Dan Quinn wants to do defensively, former teammates with 
2020 second rounder Trayvon Diggs. So just overall makes a ton of sense. Everything kind of fits in place like a puzzle piece. 11 for the Giants. I have Quiddy Pay here. Yeah, so I think they could go Quiddy Pay too. Apparently, Dave Gettleman's super, super uh, into Quiddy Pay. I think Devontae Smith, if he's here, will also garner a lot of consideration. And they're also uh, a considered, they're also a place where any of Gregory Russo could go here because I guess the NFL is much, much higher on him, um, hmm. as well as a Michael Parsons could go here too. Uh, you know, it's interesting about the fields earlier when we talked to Pelissero last Friday. I hadn't realized this, how much teams really knocked him for transferring from Georgia and not being able to beat out Jake Brown like that. It's still things, some things. Are yeah, and I think about him. I'm surprised. Unfortunately for Fields too, is that's like, I mean, if you compare who the who their you know their careers were, as far as Justin Fields at Ohio State versus Jake Fromm at Georgia, I don't think it's any question who was their who's the better quarterback. But once Jake Fromm kind of blew up on the scene as a true freshman before yeah. Fields had gotten there and took in that team to a national championship, it was pretty unlikely that Kirby Smart was ever going to just give that job up and let the best man take it because they knew what Fromm did. And so, Oh yeah, that was a, they were number two defense in the country. And that's exactly all, all so, you wanted to do. There's no doubt, but I don't but think Phil's still, got the, yeah, yeah, agree, absolutely. That's still, definitely surprised when they're not going to employ it. Cause I didn't apparently, and apparently it was transfer. Georgia too. So apparently Georgia was releasing a lot of just like, yo, he couldn't beat smart. He wasn't or He couldn't be. Oh really? Fromm. Yeah. So apparently it was a lot of Georgia talk. It was a lot uh, of talk coming from Georgia, the university of Georgia specifically. Interesting. Kirby's a hater, I guess. Maybe. Uh, at Philadelphia, I have Devontae Smith here. Uh, I think they, go, yep. I, they could go corner. Yeah, here, absolutely. Right? They could go J.C. Horn if he's here. Um, yeah. I know they like Rayshon Slater. I know they like Quiddy Pay, right? So there's a lot of – they feel comfortable with the options that are going to be presented here. They're also interested in moving up if the right person is there too. The other thing, and I've, I've asked a couple of people this, I haven't gotten a real lock on it. It's interesting because that's also a range where you'd think Washington would like to get to if you didn't have to get to eight or nine. But how all often division is it rivals, right? So, so well, that's what's interesting too is if they move up, like let's say they were to move up to nine where Denver is to take Fields. I I'm not 100 percent sure, but I would definitely think it's potentially the first time in NFL history where division rivals are picking one after another consecutively in, All four four, picks right. in the first round. Yeah. Right. Very yeah, yeah, good one. And only, uh, and half of them wouldn't even be their original selections, right? Because the Eagles moved and then Washington that's right, that's moved. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, that'd be crazy. All right. Uh, let's see. Next are the, is the Chargers. Uh, if indeed Carolina, if the slot there is for fields, then I have Chargers taking Slater here. Yeah, I think uh, if Slater's on the board, that's who they'll go. I think they love Penny Sewell and they've been in conversation trying to get up to get to a spot where they can right. take him. Yeah. Um, so that could be where you see the Lions or the Panthers move. If maybe one of them doesn't would rather take that capital than uh, Sewell. I also think they could take Darasaw if he's here uh, and both Slater. And I think they're going to take offensive tackle. I feel almost positive about that. I do too. Uh, 14 is Minnesota. I've got Verja Tucker here. This feels like a safe pick. Yeah. So pretty recently this has come out as I guess he's their guy. So, right. I, I mean, I'm moving forward. I believe that I guess this is the selection. I had them taking, I believe, uh, yeah, I had them taking Greg Newsom just because Mike Zimmer, a cornerback's coach, has always been a fan of getting that secondary. I think Newsom is very, very highly regarded around in the NFL. But over the past 24 hours, it does start to sound like ABT's the most common name coming out of Minnesota. The coaching that Newsom got at Northwestern goes a long way towards his yeah. stock, right? Yeah. I mean, that's – I don't think people like had him on the radar early, but scouts are in love with that guy, particularly the long arms, right? 
All right, let's see. Next we have, uh, oh, this is New England. I have Parsons here because he's still on the board. Yeah, I think Parsons, I think Zayden Collins could be a selection here. Um, I think they want to move up for Justin Fields. I think if Mac Jones is here, they'll consider that too. Um, and they could even go a guy like Rashad Bateman or Devontae Smith if he were to fall this far. Um, that would make a lot of sense as well. Um, but yeah, I think Micah Parsons makes a ton of sense here. Uh, on this draft, uh, Arizona stops the slide for J.C. Horn. Yeah, I think, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I also had, or I think I had them taking Gregory Russo. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Russo, but the NFL is very, very high on him overall. Um, just kind of multiple. That's what the Cardinals have, have drafted pretty consistently throughout the years uh, with John Kime, or sorry, with Steve Kime. Um, guys like an Isaiah Simmons who plays multiple positions, guys like a Hassan Reddick who plays multiple positions. Gregory Russo would just kind of fit that inside-outside threat uh, on that defense across from Chandler Jones. Okay, let's see. That gets us to Las Vegas. I have them taking JOK here. Uh, definitely possible. Uh, they love Mark, Micah Parsons as well, uh, Yamin Davis as well. They could definitely go linebacker. Any of those guys would fit. Um Washington's hoping that Parsons is on the board uh, so that they could get JOK or the other way around. Maybe JOK gets selected there and Parsons would fall. Um, but yeah, I think JOK should the board fall this way would be the selection as well. And, and to your point, if Parsons starts falling and let's say he's there at 13 or 14 and Washington had moved for quarterback, that would be a natural fit. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think so. I guess there's news that Washington was looking to move up, not for a quarterback. I'm not sure how much I buy into that, but if the right guy's falling, I could definitely see them being partial to Parsons, but I also think they're just comfortable with their decisions or their opportunities for that position at 19 that they wouldn't make the move. Um, Just because if Parsons is sliding also means there's a very good chance that JOK is sliding as well, just a little bit. Um, So if Parsons goes five or if Parsons goes 17, that pushes JOK down the board a little more. Uh, And then even if JOK gets taken, I think they're comfortable taking Yaman Davis at 19 if they need to. I do too. All right, let's see. So that's 18. Miami is at 18. I have Darius off the board here. I think they take Najee Harris here um, if he's on the board still. Yeah, they they love him. Najee, the NFL loves Najee. Um, I think this is kind of where we would see that first running back go. Okay. I, I am a firm believer that you don't draft running back in the first round period. I am. I am as well. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't run these, all these teams, right. It's just what I expect to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the Steelers would take him if he's there at 24. I think that's the absolute floor for him. Um, and I think 18 is probably a pretty solid ceiling. Now we've had more than one person on the show suggest not, you know, Najee Harris or ATN at 19. Yeah. I, I don't see it, but we've heard it actually a couple of times. All right, and that gets us to Washington 19. The way the board plays here, I have Davis. Yeah, I think they would take Yaman Davis here as well. Um, Also, Trayvon Moore is the other guy. Apparently, they really, really love him. Um, Not something a lot of Washington people have talked about. I imagine there's a good chance we could be talking about it after the draft. I think it's a great fit, right? So it's not – I don't think Washington fans should be upset um, if – one of the guys that we've consistently been talking to is the best case scenario isn't there because like we said, that is the best case scenario. That is the board falling um, us being able to go get up and go get a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance without sacrificing a lot of capital, uh, getting a Darisaw, getting a JOK or Micah Parsons, right. Without, you know, having them fall to 19. Those are the best case scenarios that might not happen. Washington might have to take one of that tier two players in Yamin Davis um, with a Trayvon Murray, with a Rashad Bateman, those are all still really, really good players who are going to help this team who fit what they do um, and who the team is, is very, very high on. So I think 
I just want to make sure that Washington fans are prepared for a pick like that might happen and they should still be comfortable because I still think it's a great pick overall. Yeah, I've got a couple of buddies out there that are rooting for that pick too. I'm personally a Reeves fan, but the Washington show knows that. But um, I mean, so yeah, I, I like it with Reeves. I just think what Trayvon Murray brings is a little more versatility. Yeah, he's just he's a he's a level up. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's see. So at Chicago, then I've got Jenkins. I think Mac Jones would go here if he's still here. Um, okay. That fit kind of just makes sense. It's what they do with Andy Dalton. Um, it would just kind of be that seem into Mac Jones at some point when Dalton inevitably falters. Washington would not think, though, that Mac Jones provides that big of an upgrade over I don't Kyle think so. Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't. Really, they're high on, on Allen, right? I mean, he was, he was Yeah, I mean, player. Ron Rivera he likes Allen. Like not enough to warrant not moving up for, like, a guy, sure. but enough to say maybe we don't want to take Mac Jones here at 19, right? And so – and when Washington took Dwayne at 16, what people don't realize is Washington really didn't have anyone – on the team to say, this is why we're okay passing on this quarterback because they had Case Keenum who was on like a one or two year deal uh, and they had Colt McCoy coming off uh, an injury, right? So there really was no at all plan for quarterback for, for the following year. And so your, your hand is kind of pushed. Obviously there were some talkings about maybe the upper management coming down and forcing a hand, but overall, like that's, that was the position they're in. They're not in that position this year. They feel very, very comfortable about their starter this year in Ryan Fitzpatrick and the prospects of either maybe him playing another year, Kyle Allen taking another step into the system, or maybe even Taylor Heineke showing something or moving up for a guy in 2022. So they don't feel like they have to take a quarterback here. And that's the big thing for them. What a, what a beautiful place to be. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's the fancy neighborhood. You this want is the opposite there. of QB yeah. purgatory where it's like, okay, we've yeah. set ourselves up for success. We don't, we're not constantly missing out on a quarterback and that's why we're bad. We were bad because we didn't have anything. We've now set ourselves up to, to put a quarterback in a position to succeed. Fitzpatrick was going to take Miami to the playoffs last year. until they He would have, he would have. I'll, I'll keep saying it until I can't say it anymore. At 21, I got Indy taking uh, my guy from Georgia, Ojolari. Um, yeah, I think with Aziz, the NFL is going to be kind of hit or miss on him. I think he fits what some teams want to do. He fits what he doesn't fit with some teams want to put him as like a strong side edge rusher. I think the Colts maybe will take a tackle here. Um, just because they have that big hole, but they are in a position to take the best player available. Uh, and I think Aziz could be in contention for that. He's freaky bendy. Um, Very explosive. Yeah. Tennessee, I have Zayvon Collins. Uh, I think they'll take Tev- uh, Tevin Jenkins for right tackle to replace Isaiah Wilson. Zayvon Collins fits that defense um, in that Patriots mold. With I had they- Jenkins off the board already, which is why I didn't have him. Yeah, there. understandable. Um, I mean, I've, yeah. Also, I've also been told... Uh, Elijah Moore is very highly regarded Rece- in that receiver from Ole out of Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah, is very highly yeah. regarded by that. I don't have him in the first round of this mock, but I guess there's a ton of heat coming from that. The Jets, I wasn't sure which way to go there. I went Phillips. Yeah, I think they could go edge rusher. I think I think they would have liked Tevin Jenkins. I also think this is a spot that Najee Harris could go to. I think Travis yeah, I thought about could go here. Yeah, so there's there's definitely a bunch of options. I do think that. Um, an edge rusher would make a ton of sense just for Robert Sala. We know what he likes to do. We know he likes to get after the passers so to that. I mean, put it all together. I think him, um, there's a couple of edge guys who I'm not really sure how the NFL is going to evaluate the tiers of these edge guys. I don't know who's going to be the first one off the board. Um, so it's just, I think with these 
10 to 30s or 22 to 32 picks. It's not necessarily, I think this is the accurate, this is the edge rusher they're going to pursue, but more so I just think they could take an edge rusher. And this is just the one that trickles down based on the NFL's flavoring. Incredibly poor year for edge rushers. Yeah. I don't have shockingly bad defensive uh, line in general. I actually, I put out my rankings today. I don't have a single first round grade among any defensive line player, any interior defensive lineman or edge rusher. It's wild. Uh, at 24, I have Pittsburgh taking Leatherwood. Yeah, I think they could go tackle. I have them taking Javante Williams. I think they really, really like I love Javante Williams. I do too. He's my RB2. I think he fits what Pittsburgh really, really likes in running backs. He's kind of that poor man's Najee Harris. I think they're very, very high on Najee. So if the board falls like this, I think they could take him there. And I think it would be a little bit of a surprise to some people. His comp is uh, Nick Chubb, right? Uh, some guys have said some guys have said both Chubb and Cream Hunt, uh, just with that body contact control. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just love hard runner, stays up, consistently gets extra yardage, very, very good vision, uh, underrated pass catcher. Uh, I think it would be a great spot for that fit, too. Uh, he's still on the board. So at 25 for Jacksonville is where I have Paris coming off the board. Okay, okay. I have uh, Trayvon Moore going here. I think they could look. I, I'm not entirely sure how they're going to. I think for the running back position, they'll either target one of the top guys here in this first round um, or early in the second round if one of the top guys is there with their first pick. Otherwise, they might just not go running back at all until late day three with James Robinson there, right? So it's really just either get an obvious upgrade over him or just don't go anyone at all. And so I definitely think if it's not in these first two rounds, it might not just be – they might not take a running back. I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm curious what you think maybe the league thinks about it. You know – I think Washington's probably pretty happy that they spent that extra second to move back up for Sweat mm-hmm. to get that extra fifth-year option. You think that's something teams will start doing more often? Yeah, I mean, that's a common thing we see. So, like, Baltimore did it with Lamar Jackson. Right. Um, it's it's not an uncommon thing for guys, for teams to want to move up into that late first round, go get that. I think Washington, like you said, did it. And I think it's just – it's more likely going to be for players at premium positions, so quarterback – edge rusher, offensive tackle, cornerback, uh, positions like that who, that are consensusly viewed as the, the most impactful to winning. Uh, 26 for the Browns. I have Rashad Bateman here. Uh, so Pay was still on the board. I had them taking Pay. I think they definitely could uh, go Rashad Bateman. I think they love, love, love Rashad Bateman. There's been some smoke around linebackers. I'm not 100% sure. I also don't know. If they take Rashad Bateman, I wonder if this makes Odell Beckham Jr. movable. No, I think so. That that's kind of why I had. Yeah. This so I, I don't to move on. Yeah. So I don't have any direct information on whether or not that's accurate, but I just think it is a possibility, and that would be something to so. keep an eye on. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, it, for the Ravens, I do have uh, more coming off the board here. Yeah, I think they'll probably just address their defense. I think once Bateman goes, there's not really anyone they're really really going to want with this first rounder because they'll have a first rounder later. Um, I think here we could see them go defensive end. I had them taking Jason Oway, physical freak fits that three, four that they like to mm-hmm. run. Just get a guy to pin your ears back and go get after that quarterback. Uh, the next pick is the saints. I have Newsom coming off the board here. Yeah. That fits a lot. They're interested in the quarterback news today broke that they were looking into moving into the top 10. That yeah. maybe could be, I mean, I have no idea what that would be for. We'll see. I had them taking Yaman Davis here. He was still on the board. Um, so just a real easy fit. Move him next to Demario Davis and let them do their thing. 29 Packers. I have Kadarius Tony here. I, I don't like Tony that much, but I, my understanding is they do. 
Yeah, so I have Canaries Tony going here as well. Um, I think Rondell Moore could fit here. I think it's just a – I don't really know who they're going to take, right? I don't have a ton of news coming out of Green Bay. They might be looking to trade up for a quarterback based on their Rodgers news. We'll see. Uh, but they have Jordan Love there, so we'll see. Uh, I had Kadarius Tony here. I also think Rondell Moore is the the other fit that would make sense, similar player to Tony. Yeah. Uh, I said Elijah Moore. Actually, for that Ravens pick, that's who I had was Rondell Moore. Gotcha. Um, let's see. That puts the Bills next. I have Moore coming off here. I have them taking uh, Travis Etienne. Um, okay. That would make sense. Yeah, I think they just want to go get that alpha guy, eat up some yards, make them a little more – add a little more duality to their offense um, and give them a, a real shot at contending for the AFC with the Chiefs. Yes. Uh, Baltimore, uh, I have taken uh, uh, Fairley here. Farley. That'd be terrifying. Um, yeah, Farley's an interesting case. Do you, think, because do you think the medicals are not going to check out on him? Huh? I, so I'm not 100% sure, but I think he'll be consideration for 19. So I do think right. that some, some, I think there's definitely a possibility he goes in the first um, and I think it's still a very strong chance he'll win the first. His, his agent seems to think he's going to be a top 20 pick still, which would lead me to believe that they should at least feel comfortable enough that he'll get drafted in this first round. Um, I had them taking Alex Leatherwood, just replace that right tackle that they lost in Orlando Brown Jr. Um, and I think your point there is uh, Washington could certainly be in on corner at 19. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's just because William Jackson got signed does not preclude I think them. there's – very few positions that I don't believe they would that's right consider at 19. I think running backs one of them and I think defensive line is the other uh, and, and really and I think everything else because there oh and no strong group. safety I guess but you're not going to draft one in, the, in this class anyways Wait, well but to that point I keep hearing JOK at 19 a lot but isn't that what we have a lot of already so in my opinion so I love the fit with JOK uh, I've talked about this a little okay. bit um Landon Collins probably won't be on this team past this year. Um, I, I would imagine this is probably, unless he has a defensive player of the year type of revive, which is pretty unlikely given he's coming off a major injury. And so Cam Curl, superstar, he's going to be your, your big, your strong safety play up at the box. Very, very good in run coverage and shine a lot in man coverage, which I wasn't expecting. JOK, instead of playing that safety, instead of being the safety that kind of, blends as a linebacker up in the box he would be a linebacker who more blends to the safety he's gonna make like he's gonna be a guy who starts in the box but transitions to wherever you need him to play he's gonna provide an elite matchup nightmare he's gonna be a guy who you say okay their best receiver uh against us is gonna be their tight end go neutralize him their running back we're playing the panthers this year christian mccaffrey's a problem go neutralize him that's what they're expecting jok to do whereas cam curl is more of a Okay, you're our safety. We expect you to be able to cover this nickel wide receiver. But if they run the slide or if they run the stretch here, you're going to have to be that edge defender. Um, whereas JOK is more linebacker to safety, they're safety to linebacker. And so, so he plays Will in the in the yeah he would play the Will. Although in the four two five. Then. Yeah. So randomly though, I was listening to their press conference and Rivera was referring to it as their Sam, their strong side instead. So I guess they like to play their strong side backer towards. Um, the slot receiver or whoever's lined up on the inside is the primary target, um, which would just be a flip. It, it's strange typically because your Sam is usually your bigger play on the line of scrimmage, um, but it's the same thing, right? It's still, it's a will in a traditional defense. He, they just term it as their Sam. And, and I'm glad that you did that because we had Sam Fortier on yesterday and he said that, and I guess I didn't realize that was part of the press conference. Yes. I was, thinking i was like oh boy 
uh, mental gap and I almost corrected him and I just, and I didn't. So I owe him an apology for thinking that he didn't have it right because I yeah. didn't realize that, that that's a confusing thing. I haven't known how to post it on right. Twitter because I don't want to say Sam, because now you're using a term that the public typically associates right. with a strong side, a Zayden Collins, Micah Parsons, right? Whereas he's doing the opposite. He's playing that off ball weak side um, but I guess it's just their own terminology. They want to dub that the Sam. They said the, the verb almost verbatim. What he said is we wanted Shaq Thompson to come and be our Sam, someone who could spread off and play the nickel. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense, coach, but I guess that's what we're rolling with. Um, well, so that's how they're going to call their defense. Here, but, right, Cause I didn't know. Yeah. But JOK on that team though, is the Sam and Jack Del Rio is covered cover one cover zero. And it's going to be, I think it's a really, really good fit. Um, I do think the, the line is blurred between linebacker and safety and we do have people like that on the team but with the way the nfl is going we're going to need stuff like that you're, you're going to need players who can play multiple positions because that's what they're doing when you have guys like uh kyle pitts who's coming in is he a tight end is he a wide receiver do you have guys like Kadarius tony rondell Moore consistently in every single draft class who's starting in the backfield is lining up in the slot that is back in the backfield and is now out on the boundary and you have to expect your linebacker to be able to cover them in every single position there that's what jok provides uh, and yes, and they like the kid they drafted from Michigan too, right? His name, Kaliki Hudson. Kaliki Hudson. Yeah, and he like made some plays last year. They made, yeah. and I think I think it's definitely if they don't address it in the like if they don't get a JOK, a Yaman Davis, a and I think Davis could even play the mic if they really wanted him to, um, as well as guys like Jabril Cox, um, and Pete Werner. Oh, if yeah. none of yeah, if none of those guys are drafted by Washington, I do think it would be Hudson's job to lose as well as Landon Collins would probably just play most of those snaps as well. Right. Okay. Uh, and then Tampa Bay rounds us out. I have been taking Barmore. Uh, I've been taking Phillips. Yeah, I think – so Barmore's – I guess some say he could go as high as the top 15. Um, I didn't even have him going in the first round. It's just really hard for me to judge his value just because the NFL seems so low on this interior defensive line class. Yeah. Um, I had them taking Jalen Phillips is a really, really high. I think they could go either. I think they could also target a safety. I think they could target um, maybe even a young quarterback. They've, they've talked if they really wanted to lock in one of their dudes and they loved Trask Mills or, or Mond. And they decided that, Hey, this is the guy we want to have behind Tom. I, I wouldn't put it past them because maybe they assume that that guy is just not going to make it there to 64. Uh, and if it pans out, it's ultimate value. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. They won the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. That yeah. honestly, in my opinion, Tampa Bay taking a quarterback at 32 is better value than Kansas City got taking a running back at 32. Oh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That, that's that's no doubt. No doubt about it. Well, we got through all 32. Um, what is your best guess on 19? So maybe that they don't pick 19. Hmm. Well, that's fine. <laughs> so let, let's start here then. Better chance the team moves up, stays where they are, or moves down? I'll say I'm 50-50. I feel almost 50-50 on staying at 19 or trading up, but I don't think that that's necessarily accurate. That's just my my gut. I'll say 60% that they – no, I'll say 65% that they stay at 19, 25% they move up for quarterback, namely Justin Fields, 10% they trade back. And that's the guy. Field. That's their guy, in my opinion. Now, my I'm not – several times. Yeah, I've been on – I promise I've been – and if they do move up for fields, I will be the most arrogant Washington fan tonight just because that's been 
we have all of these paid insiders, all of these guys in the locker room, and it's just been this like, yeah, we don't really know who Washington likes, but I, I, I watched the tape, Doug, I promise. And so I do think that Justin Fields would be their guy, but if if not, I think sitting at 19, I think there's a ton of options that they really, really feel comfortable. And I know that you and I both feel really comfortable with. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a there's a premier player left at 19. Yeah, just because of the the if particularly if the quarterbacks go early. Although I, I will say this, I thought it was interesting. You, you were more generous with your first round picks when we we had Pelissero on. He said the league usually has 22 first round grade that every team has a consensus on, and this year it's more like 17, and that that's why there's more of this urge for teams to be moving up if it's a couple of spots. Yeah, so. Be interesting to see the movement. It feels like every year we hear about movement and there's some, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. But uh, supposedly the, the picks for next year are for super gold, valuable. apparently. So, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. When I made that trade for Justin Fields, there was a lot of, of information that's been released since, right? Um, the NFL is not as high on Justin Fields. We know that now. At the time that I made the trade, it was still. I was still under the impression that the NFL maybe did view Justin Fields in the same light as Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. Maybe they don't. I'm not 100% sure, but it sounds like Trey Lance has started to separate himself a little bit. And it sounds like Justin Fields may not have been in contention for that third pick. Again, I don't know that that's correct. Apparently, he was in contention for the first pick while they were doing that process for Jacksonville. Um, But on top of that, I didn't. I was not made aware. No one had told me. Um, I know no sources came out and were like, Hey Matt, we think next year's picks are real, real valuable. Um, so Tom Villasero hit me with that one, but I do think that maybe it wouldn't cost three first. Maybe it would be two firsts, two seconds and change. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, right. It's just, I, I think the idea is more so they traded up Washington fans wanted to, I, I had to make the trade able to suffice for both fan bases um because if i took off that last first round pick it would have been a lot of detroit just being like there's no way this happens like it's not possible at all so i was like all right let me give this and then it's 50 50 washington fans were 50 50 loving it hating it detroit fans were 50 50 loving it hating which means at the end of the day it was 50 50 half the people loved it half the people hated it which means i had to have done something correct well we agreed on a bunch of these which probably means we won't get any of them right yeah right uh, matt it was a lot of fun tell the folks at home where they can uh, catch you and what you got coming up Please go follow me uh, on Twitter at MV Scouting. I, I would like to have a lot of fun there. Uh, I also write for Pro Football Network. I'll be doing all of the draft grades for a couple of the teams. We're also hopefully getting uh, next year's mock sim up and going here pretty soon. We've been doing some meetings for that as well. So if Washington fans after this first round, you want to go take a look at that, that would be cool too. Um, but overall, I mean, they, I just want everyone to have a great draft. Enjoy everything you guys do, and we'll see what happens with Washington. No doubt. Matt, we appreciate you coming on, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much.